Hey, this is Andy Staples. On today's edition of the Andy Staples Show, we are going to break down Florida's 24-20 win against Miami and Orlando. That thing was, whew, it was sloppy, it was ugly, but it was a win for Florida, and probably a little shot of optimism for Miami, knowing that the Hurricanes can hang with a team that people think is going to be pretty good. Don't know how good it's going to be, but I think you'll come away from that game thinking Miami has a quarterback, and Florida has a lot of resilience and knows how to win close games. Those are the positives. There are a lot of negatives. We'll talk about those with Manny Navarro from The Athletic. He covers Miami and my friend Barrett Salee from CBSSports.com and SiriusXM. We play a little game called Eat Your Feelings. You won't want to miss it. We'll take it to Piran. Franks looking for a downfield shot. Hammond got it! Josh Hammond dragged down inside the 20. Finally, the Gators hit a deep ball. Three receivers to the left. Franks keeping it. Barrels in. Touchdown. Florida back on top. Bobble. Williams spun around and just fires into the ground. And that should do it. They made it difficult on themselves late, but Franks just runs over and punts the football into the crowd to punctuate this victory. He's a character. Welcome to the very first edition of the Andy Staples Show. We got a live in stadium edition. Well, it's not live; it's a podcast. Manny Navarro from the Athletic joins me. Thank you, brother. We have commandeered the Florida coaches box. There wasn't a whole lot of good coaching in this game tonight. I thought. How much screaming and throwing of things was done in this box? If you just look at the floor, I mean, there's basically stat sheets everywhere. I, I imagine if you were a defensive coach at Florida watching all the pass interference penalties toward the end of that game, you were going insane. You were absolutely losing your mind. Yeah, this was uh, this game set, I think, uh, football back 150 years. Well, it's the anniversary, 150th year anniversary of football. Princeton and Rutgers got together, and I think Florida and Miami decided they wanted to play a game that looked like that first game when no one knew what the rules were. You pretty much hit it on the head. But uh, Florida escapes with a win here. Who should be happy coming out of this game, Manny? Because I, I, I keep going back and forth. I heard Manny Diaz from Miami talking about how there are no moral victories at the University of Miami and how they need to win games like this. But given where his team's at, it feels like they should be okay with this. And Florida, because they got the win, should be mostly okay with this absolutely right i think if you're miami you feel like you, you're going home with a victory because you're going home with a quarterback yeah and jaron williams showed us tonight that he's not just some red shirt freshman who's ordinary i think he's a he's above ordinary yeah and and he was running for his life most of the night and a lot of that is on miami's inexperienced offensive line against a very good florida defensive line and then you saw it on the other side too with a with a red shirt junior third year starting quarterback in felipe franks having his issues because he had an inexperienced offensive line going against a very good Miami defensive line. And I think that's what a lot of the sloppiness was. A lot of it was those units trying to kind of find their footing. And on that front, it did feel like Miami was a lot smoother in the second half. They could barely get lined up in the first half. Yeah, I mean, two delay of game penalties, multiple false starts. It just felt like they just were not comfortable with what they were doing. Yeah, and once they got that part down, you got to see some plays where you really got to see what Jaron Williams can do. And the thinking is, boy, if he ever gets some time, he can sling it. 
Well, he's going to have time because the rest of the schedule is not going to be as good yeah. as this Florida team. I mean, it, face it, this is one of the best defensive uh, fronts that Miami's probably going to face all season uh, unless they get into the ACC championship game and play Clemson. So I think from here, those offensive tackles, uh, offensive tackles that got beat today are going to play a whole lot better. Well, and, and I wonder about w- with Florida, I, I imagine there's some Florida fans out there that watch that game and are like, uh-oh, this this could be a long year because it, you, you got to play LSU, you got to play Georgia, you got to play Auburn. Uh, you got to play Missouri, which you know crushed them last year. I do wonder though if being able to gut out wins like this, which they did all last year too, that's got to mean something too, doesn't it? Absolutely, because you you leave here with a W, you don't lose to a, an unranked team, you stay in the top ten, yep. and yeah, you're going to have a week to think about this before you get back on the field. Both these teams will have bye weeks, but Florida's going to get better, man. I mean, look, the bottom line is Miami's front is very good, and you got to give them credit for having a yeah. very good defense. The difference between Miami and Florida, though, is Miami's not going to see anything like that on the rest of the schedule unless Florida State has gotten much better on the defensive front. Florida is going to see that. They're going to see it against Auburn. They're going to see it against Georgia. They're going to see it against LSU. Uh, they might see some of it against Tennessee. And that's the part where, where they've probably got to get better. But I feel like they've got a, an older group that's won some games. They probably can get that stuff figured out. Miami, meanwhile, this is a confidence builder. But two weeks from now, they play North Carolina in a division game in Chapel Hill. Is there any doubt after watching them tonight that they'll be 1-0 in the ACC in two weeks. No, not for me. Not with what North Carolina has coming back. You know, first first game for Mac Brown back there. And just, uh, to me, this Miami team reminds me a lot of the 2017 team that won 10 games and got to the ACC title game. They didn't have a very tough schedule that year either. Granted, they beat Notre Dame at home. But in terms of what they're doing defensively and the quarterback play, it's better than what they had certainly last year. So let, let's talk about the important thing, the turnover chain. <laughs> New design for Not the, the turnover touchdown rings. The, the, well, the touchdown <laughs> rings, we'll get to that too. New design for the turnover chain, it's it's the it's 305. Right. It's the area code. I don't know why they didn't also do a 786 because that is a date, <laughs> date area code as well. I figure they should equal – you know, it's 786 at the stadium. It's 305 on campus. Well, I, I was – I mean, I don't know why they didn't put 954 because really Manny Diaz hasn't been able to get the best player in Broward County for the last wow. few years. So you should have – maybe maybe the flip side it says 954. <laughs> like, please, St. Thomas Aquinas guys. Please, American Heritage guys. Come on down to the U. That's really what he needs. You can hold up a 954 if you get a pick. Yeah. But, yes, touchdown rings for the offensive players, and we got to see – uh, DJ Dallas modeled them after a, a 50-yard Wildcat run. And Tate Martell, the, the ultimate decoy tonight. He the, the two times they did the Wildcat with DJ Dallas, they were very successful. The second time was a 50-yard TD run, as I mentioned. But both of those started with Tate Martell, former quarterback, running what looked like a jet sweep, and they fake it to him, and then DJ takes the ball and just goes. Tate's all in on wide receiver. I mean, the guy looks like he's moved on from the quarterback position. He's really all in on just trying to help this team win. He's a good athlete, man. He's going to do some things to help them win games. Well, especially after the one time they tried to run a sweep with him, he's probably going to be all in on wide receiver. Because <laughs> they, they tried to they, – they let, had him take a snap at quarterback and ran a sweep. It didn't go very well. It kind of looked like when Ohio State tried to use him against Michigan last year. So, yeah, get him get him involved in the offense. He, he knows it. He had to learn it to play quarterback. So – uh, he's a good athlete. I, I am curious to see what they can do with him going forward. But, yeah, it, it's really interesting because it feels like both these teams have reason to be unhappy about what went down tonight. Look, when you give up 10 sacks, I don't care who you're playing against. It's a, it's a bad day at the office. Oh, yeah. 
But you know that group can improve. It probably will never get worse for them. <laughs> right. They, unless, hit rock, they hit rock bottom tonight. Yeah, unless they somehow win the ACC Coastal and have to play Clemson in, in Charlotte. But, you know, they seem to have a, a, a high ceiling for improvement. Williams does, too. The defense is going to keep them in most games. For Florida, yeah, you can be mad about what happened tonight. But also, every time it looked like they had done something to give the game away, they found a way to get it back, which I think, again – you can complain all you want, but isn't that what you want a team to be able to do? Absolutely. You give you give the ball up in the red zone on a fumble. You, you give up the ball in, inside your own, what, 30-yard line uh, there with about, what, three minutes to play? It, it, I and mean, just, they just kept giving Miami chances. They kept chances. trying to give them chances. Yeah. I mean, the you've got a long fourth down. Uh, Marco Wilson basically throws a receiver to the ground instead of letting him catch. And he, he might not have caught the ball anyway. I mean, it, it, was, it was crazy to see how much – you know, sloppy play, how many mistakes each team could seemingly overcome. <laughs> they would make one, and then they make a great play. And that, that's why I think, you know, it, it is a week zero game. This isn't a week one game. This is this is a week earlier than teams usually play. And I think people are going to try to say, well, you shouldn't play games this, this early because teams are sloppy. No, these two teams would have been sloppy in week one, too. You know, that that's 18 to 22-year-olds for you. They are not going to perform consistently all the time, and especially when you have inexperienced offensive lines forcing quarterbacks to run away from really good defensive linemen. And let's let's talk about those defensive lines. I mean, uh, we we expected Jabari Zuniga and John Greenard to be good, and they were. But Miami's got some guys that yeah. that maybe we didn't know en- enough about. You did as a beat writer, but yeah. but tell us about the Miami guys that we're going to know about. For these next few months. Well, we saw the big guy right before halftime, Gregory Rousseau, number 15. And Gregory's 6'6", about 260 pounds. And, and this guy has, to me, uh, first-round pick written all over him. Uh, Clayus Campbell saw him uh, in the spring football and, and looked at him and thought he was looking in a mirror. And, and so, to me, you look at a guy like Gregory Rousseau, you look at John Garvin, who got in the backfield a ton, uh, and was putting pressure on the quarterback. John Ford, the defensive tackle, who replaced Gerald Willis, who had a great season last year for Miami. So, to me, they've th- that's really the strength of this team is that defensive line and that front seven because those those linebackers, the experience that you have with those guys. Miami's not going to give up a lot in the ground. They gave up 52 yards today to UF, 1.9 per carry. Yeah. I mean, and... And, and, and UF has good backs. <laughs> right. Like, it, it, it's, it's not... This is not a slouch of a running team. They have good backs and a, and a 240-pound quarterback who can who can get a couple yards when he needs to. So, yeah, I was really impressed with Miami's defense. Their offense is just going to have to come around. I think that comes with experience. But it's one of those that you watch the game, and you're like, man, this was sloppy. But you're also like, man, that was exciting. Yeah. I love college. Because, listen, if you want perfection, if you want guys running crisp routes and not making incredibly boneheaded plays, you can watch the NFL. But you can watch these guys and remember all the dumb things you did when you were 19 years old. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. That and is the beauty of it. There are 66,000 people here just living and dying on every single stupid mistake. It was awesome. And they walked out of here, I think, happy, right? I mean, it was I think every, it was. Florida's relieved. Now, there will be the pessimists in the Florida fan base who will say, oh, boy, this is, this is going to be bad. But sometimes just take a win and be happy. Right. Just be happy with it. And Miami, you're right. Manny Diaz said all the right things. No moral victories. You don't you don't go to University of Miami to lose the University of Florida. But inside, he's probably like, you know what? I can live with this. 
I can live with this against the ACC Coastal. Because he's going home with number 15. He's got that guy. And he didn't have that guy last year. Mark Rick didn't have that guy last year. They were, they were ha- wasting him on the bench. That's right. Miami's got a quarterback. Florida's got a win. Fairly successful trip to Orlando for both. We got to see a fun game. College football is back, baby. Thank you to Manny. Appreciate you, you joining. When we return, Barrett Salee from CBS Sports and SiriusXM will join me. And we'll play a game that Barrett and I created that, you know, it, it hits me right in, in the place where if you want to make me happy, that's where you go. We're going right to the stomach. We're going to play a little game called Eat Your Feelings. We'll be right back on the Andy Staples Show. Welcome back to the Andy Staples Show. Joined now by my friend Barrett Salee from CBSSports.com and my co-worker at SiriusXM. And for those who don't know, Barrett and I used to host a Sunday morning show together on SiriusXM. And we had a little segment that we always did called Eat Your Feelings. It should have been award-worthy. I mean, I don't know if there's an award for segments on satellite radio or podcasts. It's the greatest bit in satellite radio history. It deserves multiple awards. Including everything Howard Stern's done since he got here. Howard Stern's an amateur compared to us, right? Compared to Eat Your Feelings. Now, there was some production made for Eat Your Feelings, and it's great. It involves Fat Bastard from from Austin Powers, but it is property of SiriusXM. That's right. And we don't want to get sued by we, our other employer. By our other employer. When I'm unhappy, I eat. I eat, <laughs> I eat because, because I'm unhappy, and I'm unhappy because, because I eat. eat. There, you, there go. you go. There's imaging for each your feelings right there. <laughs> Beautiful. So this is what we do. Basically, we take the, the person or team that has had the worst week in college sports. We send them to a local restaurant. We give them $100. <laughs> do we need to tell the origin story? I think we do. Yeah, I think we do. Different uh, audience, like the SiriusXM folks know what's up, but this is a different audience, yep. podcast format, different yep. than radio format, so yeah, I think they need a primer. So if you remember the, the FBI basketball scandal, where the, it came out that there were various agents involved and, and trying to, to pay these players or steer these players to go different places, one of the agents involved took a Duke recruit mm-hmm. out, actually, not the recruit, took his parents, parents. out to a Texas, or no, no, Longhorn not a Texas, steakhouse. a Longhorn Steakhouse. The one right by my house, <laughs> yes. incidentally. Yes, a Longhorn <laughs> Steakhouse in suburban Atlanta. And turned in a $100.17 receipt. But after? Yes. <laughs> after his parents left. The mom claims they ordered nothing but water. <laughs> so this man, we're assuming, because we believe everyone's telling the truth here, Spent a hundred dollars by himself at Longhorn Steakhouse. So we tried to figure out how could you possibly do that. And on the fly, we figured it out. Yes, and that was the genesis of the segment. But so now, when when somebody has a bad week, we we help them feel better. We help them eat the pain away. And I think Barrett, we just watched <laughs> a game that may have set Thank football God. back. I think all of us want to eat all, our feelings. All the way to Princeton <laughs> Rutgers in 1869. I, I really think everybody here wants to eat their feelings at this point. So we're going to send, like, Florida. Florida's going to bus back. Mm-hmm. I think Miami's probably flying. Sure. We're actually going to send both buses to a place here in Orlando that on Saturday nights is open 24 hours. It is one of the, one of the greatest finds in Orlando. It's for people who actually live in Orlando, not for tourists. Sure. Pom Pom's Tea House and Sandwicheria. I have been here. It's tremendous. Now, 
if you've listened to us on SiriusXM, you know we usually bulk up our Eat Your Feelings orders with alcohol. They serve they no alcohol. They serve alcohol. So we're eating a lot. And we haven't written these down. We have not. So, like, it's what? We're recording this at 1224 in the morning. We just watched a football game that was, I would say, mind-numbing. That made, us, that made us dumber. One. It made us dumber. So. And we don't have calculators, and we don't have pens and paper, so we're going to do the math on the fly. Yeah, we're in the Florida coach's box, and apparently they took all the pens with them. And it smells. <laughs> yes. As Barrett said when he walked in, smells <laughs> like coaches. It definitely smells like coaches in here. <laughs> they were very mad. I'm sure the Miami coaches were equally uh, mad all night. I think so. all of us were. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Barrett. You got $100. I, you know what? While you talk... I am going to use my calculator. Oh, you are cheating? You are a cheater? No, you I'm going to are... use my calculator to keep you going. Oh, okay. Well, I need all the help I can get. All right, so start us off. Mama Ling Ling's Thanksgiving. It's turkey, gouda stuffing, ginger, uh, ginger cranberry chutney, mashed potatoes, cream cheese with a side of gravy. That seems like comfort food. And Manny Diaz and Dan Mullen need a lot of comfort. $9.50, I'm going to go two. So we're talking about... Uh, $19 already in the books. Then we're going Big Daddy's Triple Decker, turkey, ham, roast beef, southern slaw, Thousand Island cheddar cheese, tomato, and red onions. That goes for $9.95. We're going to go two of those as well, so we're just under $40 right out of the gate. But then something that jumped, that that tickles my fancy, the Billy Chang. Ooh, Smoked okay. brisket, blue cheese. I'm going to get the blue cheese taken off, though. Strawberry jelly. Why? Because blue cheese is gross. Blue cheese blue and cheese strawberry is- jelly. Blue cheese is the I don't devil's know. Okay, so I, I have had the uh, Mama Ling Ling's Thanksgiving, by the okay, way. Okay, it looks tremendous. It's, it is amazing. It, it is Thanksgiving dinner in a, in sandwich form. I'm 100% on board. It's glorious. The Billy Chang, got to get the blue cheese because it's the devil food. That's taken off, but uh, it's $9.95. So we're upwards of 50 bucks now. I'm going to save your menu item that you love for you. I really like it, but this is your podcast. You get the joys of your favorite meal. So... What's good about what? What's comfort food? A Waffle House, you get a, a Texas Philly cheesesteak melt or a hamburger melt. We'll go tuna melt, right? Okay. Tuna mixed with caper, celery, uh, red onions, lemon zest, and a choice of domestic cheese. Well, I mean, that's going to be, I would say, cheddar. We could go provolone, whatever. That's nine fifty. Now we're getting near sixty dollars. All right. The question now is, do you go healthy and try to like flush the system out? No, not after this game. Not after this debacle. Asian barbecue pulled pork with scallions and Asian slaw. That runs you $8.95. Yellow chicken curry salad. Like the chicken curry, going to pass on that as well because above that, we've got the hot pastrami with provolone cheese, Ooh, Thousand Island that's red a good onions. One. Choice of mustard, we're going to go honey mustard. It's going to be two in the morning by the time everybody gets their order. By sure, the way. that's eight ninety five. So what are we at now? Sixty. We're, we're we are we're at, at seventy five ninety. You can tip oh, them out. Dang. You can. You've see, eaten see, six we, sandwiches. We try to get, but so there's no room for drinks. Well, there's I mean, no drinks. I mean, you can get a Coke or something, but... But, like, on the way out of here, we could stop by a tailgate and get a couple Bud Lights or something. So. That's your only shot. The liquor stores right. are closed. So let's just do that. Okay. Well, on the way out of the press box, the, the coach's press box, Dan Mullen uh, or Manny Diaz, they can swing by if there's, like, a so maybe even some, some White Claws, because there ain't no law when you're drinking Claw. <laughs> so just get something to bring to the restaurant. We're at $75. Please don't sue right us. Now. Do not drink White Claw and, and drive or operate other heavy machinery okay well take an uber those laws still apply <laughs> okay no we're coaches we have a police escort okay all right so, you know, we got a bus we're good, good. okay the cops are looking out for us so we're at 75 dollars and 90 cents I'm, I'm full i might be a little drunk because i might be tr- drinking cheap beer or white claw I'm gonna tip up to 100 dollars. all right that is beautiful i'm impressed 
I have on managed. The fly, by I way. have managed to call this up on my computer, so I think I can probably keep it going. So I am also going to get two of the Mama Ling Ling's Thanksgiving dinner because, listen, anytime you have a chance to eat Thanksgiving dinner as a sandwich, and again, this is turkey, gouda, stuffing, ginger cranberry chutney, mashed potatoes, cream cheese, and a side of gravy to dip it in. It's tremendous. It's unbelievable. It's two of those, nine fifty a piece. That's nineteen bucks. I am gonna go now with the other sandwich that I've had there, and I ate one of these Mama Ling Ling's Thanksgiving and one of these in one sitting. Okay. Colossal PB and J, peanut butter, strawberry jelly, marshmallow fluff, and banana. That was the one I was saving for you. And and they basically fry it. It's seven ninety nine. I'm gonna get two of those too. So we we're gonna thirty four ninety eight already. All right. Well, I'm glad you're doing the math. I'm gonna stop <laughs> doing math. I'm also gonna get the Woody, which sounds to me like a Reuben, but I'm gonna take the Thousand Island off because nobody likes Thousand Island. Yeah. Why does that even exist? Everybody honestly? calls it secret sauce in other it's places. At least Islands. they call it Thousand Island here. Pastrami, Swiss cheese, honey mustard. Uh, Thousand Island slaw and red onions. I want no Thousand Island, no slaw, no red onions. Don't eat any of that. Give me one Reuben. of the Woody. It's a Reuben. It is a, a Woody. Or it's a Woody. It's not a Reuben. Ooh. I but, saw that, too. I saw what you were going for. I'm looking at you. Look at the menu. Mm-hmm. Now, you're going to save that for last, the, aren't you? Well, I'm looking at the Viet Palm. That's a vegetarian banh mi. Can I get some? Can I get some pork belly on that? Because you you're supposed to get some. Look, we're gonna pretend I got pork belly with the Viet Palm, turkey, carrot, daikon, cilantro, cucumber, and spicy sriracha mayo, which I'll probably have them leave off. But you know, a proper banh mi has pork belly. I'm sure they could scare you're, some up. You're Dan Mullen or you're Manny Diaz. Like you have yeah. a little bit of pull even after this yeah. debacle. So this is eight ninety five. Let's say they charge me an extra five bucks for pork pork belly. Throw that on there. All right. You are sitting at fifty eight eighty eight. All right. Give me two of the spicy Elvis to finish it off. I knew you were going there. Banana, bacon, strawberry jelly, and cayenne peanut butter. <laughs> this could not have been on the menu when I was there because I would have gotten it ten times. Sure. That is amazing. And, by the way, they're open 24 hours. You can take some home with you. We can go there now. That's true. And the Spring Hill Suites, they closed their restaurant at now. So we can't get anything at home or at the hotel, so you might as well oh, bring some back. That is beautiful. So, all right, let's 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 talk about this, I'm using air quotes, game we, we just to? saw. Well, I did I did. By the notice, way, you're 76 78. You can tip up. To oh, that. it's, it's yeah. a beautiful 20, $23.22 tip. I feel like I, I've, I've helped. Because look, that waitress is carrying a lot of sandwiches. True. So She's uh, probably pretty sick of uh, you as Manny Diaz and me as Dan Mullen cursing at our teams under our breath because they're not very good. Well, here's the thing. We can be very negative about this, or we can look at the bright side. And there's, there's a couple ways to look at the bright side. If you're Florida... You did win. <laughs> That's true. You could have lost that is this accurate. game. That is 100% accurate. They did win. And, and, and they tried every single way you possibly could to throw away this game and did not. They On kept, Miami's last drive alone. Yes. Four separate they times. They kept coming back. Now, the, the, the flag they picked up in the end zone, you and I were standing together. That was not pass interference. They did a good job. Might have been defensive play. holding coming off the ball. Maybe they did not throw the flag there, though. Yeah. So it didn't look like pass interference. When they call, you know, when they got to the end zone, so I'm I'm cool with that. Though I'm sure every Miami fan was thinking, you know, I think Miami and pass interference, like yeah. it'll, it'll it elicits a response. They're that a little shell shocked, yeah. so <laughs> maybe different than other fan bases. But I will say, if you're Florida, you won. You've now won basically every close game under Dan Mullen. 
Mm-hmm. You know, the, the ones they lost last year, they Not lost. Not close. But they won the close games. And there is something to be said for being able to come back. There is. I don't know if that's coaching. I don't know if that's dumb luck. To me, I kind of now think it's dumb luck. Uh-oh. Because you and I, I mean, you played offensive line. Not I, well. I, and I did not. Um, I am rather uh, a rather skinny 170 Now we both just get pounds. smoked by soccer moms at Orange Theory. I, excuse me. Oh. 12 miles an hour on a 15% incline over here. Wow. Wow. 30 seconds. That's, that's amazing. Although some of the soccer moms. Try hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, but honestly, like. Florida's defensive front was destroying Miami's offensive line all day long. Yes. Maybe it's just in this specific game, Miami's offensive line is really, really bad. Well, they're very inexperienced, and, and so is Florida's. Right. And Miami's defensive line is also really good. So when you combine an inexperienced offensive line with a good defensive line, guess what's going to happen? That. <laughs> what we just saw. So 60 minutes but, of this. So here's here's the thing that I, ca- I came away with. If you're Florida, where you need to worry is – you're going to see lines like that exactly. again. You're going to see it against LSU. You're going to see it against Auburn. You're going to see it against Georgia. You might see it against Missouri. Yeah. You're going to see that again. Well, it's, it's funny you say that because on, on CBS Sports HQ after the game, I was asked who's going to end up with a better season at the end. And I said Miami for that exact reason. Florida's weakness right now, I don't think they can fix it, and I don't think they can fix it quickly either. Even if they do have some answers, they can't address those quickly because – they draw Auburn out of the West. They have LSU out of the West every single year. They've still got Georgia. They've still got a. I think South Carolina's defensive front's going to be pretty decent. I mean, I, where are the breaks? I think from a record perspective, you know, it's it's going to be really really hard for Florida to to navigate through that schedule with this weakness, especially if Felipe Franks is the Felipe Franks we saw today. Well, I do think he is better in some. The old Felipe Franks. Florida would have gotten crushed in this game. Yes. The old Felipe Franks, at the first sign of pressure, would have thrown the ball up for grabs. He he was much much calmer under pressure, and yes, he did throw an interception toward the end of the game while he was getting hit. I get that. Trust me, he's a much more mature yes. quarterback than he was. And I do think that offensive line can get better. This is their first game playing together, but they're going to see lines like that. Now, turning the page to Miami, mm-hmm. they're not going to see – no, defensive exactly. lines like this. And I tell you what, the best offensive player on the field was Jaron Williams. Yes. I mean, bar none. Yeah. He he was awesome despite the fact that they lost that game because the fact that he didn't throw an interception, I have no idea how that happened. Now look, he buckled under pressure in the end. I get that. And that's his first it's, start it's his first and nobody's start. blocking it's for it. It's his first start and he found a way to keep that team in that game when they really had no business being in that game. I mean, I I their their future's bright again. They got to find some way to protect him. Even if it's not this year, Jaron Williams is a star. Yeah, and that's what makes you know me think both teams can go home happy. Not just because they got those sandwiches. Sure. But because if you're Florida, you did win. And, and if you're Dan Mullen, you can now show them, here is all the stuff you need to correct. Exactly. And they will believe you. Exactly. Because they nearly got embarrassed on national <laughs> they television. Were, they were in that game, too. And they get another bye week. They get three bye weeks, including one next week. That's, yeah. that's going to be huge for both of them. Meanwhile, if you're Miami, you're going to play at North Carolina in two weeks in a division game. Mm-hmm. That you know that is one of your your six division games. You're going to win that game. Yep. And, and yep. you should feel pretty confident going into most of the other ones. Yep, and their other road games are Florida State, which is Florida State, yep. Pitt, and Duke. Yeah. Yeah. 
This is this is a team that if they keep playing defense like that, they can beat everybody in the ACC that's, Coastal. That's why I said, and I, I I thought this earlier this week, and I think tonight kind of proved it. This is going to be a very similar team to two years ago, where they're in the college football playoff hunt, maybe on the periphery. They're in that discussion, and they might be to to steal a term from Solid Verbal. They might be secret garbage. <laughs> but, but they already have a loss now, so right. they can't. So, they can't so run not out that, undefeated. So it's not so. that much of a secret. But well, but yeah. But that's the thing. I, I think I think everybody can pull some optimism from this. Everybody can pull some pessimism from mm-hmm. this too. Usually we can super overreact sure. about a game like this, but I don't feel like I don't feel like there's any there's overreaction to, to be to. had here. Yeah. yeah, they both were kind of sloppy, four to one, and that's the yeah. That's we expected Florida to win. We didn't know if it was going to be close or not, but it was. Miami has a quarterback. Yeah. Incidentally, 24 to 20. Guess who predicted that score before the game? No. Swear. Twitter has receipts. Wow. 24 to 20. You also predicted Georgia would win the SEC and play for the national title. Every other year I'm good. Last year sucked. So odd years. Odd years. So I'm like Auburn. Wait, and you know what? Wait, an Auburn graduate (laughs) who's great in odd years. It's It's almost like Alabama comes to you. That's right. (laughs) That's that is tremendous. built into my DNA. Twenty four to twenty. That was your score 20. prediction. Wow, I am terrible at that. I was just because I said Florida would cover, and I said bet the under. I said bet the under. The too. under nearly and died on holy us. Holy crap! If you had the <laughs> when under, that flag was sitting sweating. on the field in the end zone, the under didn't look real good. <laughs> no, it did not. All right, Barrett. While I've got you here, we are now five days away mm-hmm. from week one. Mm-hmm. What are the games that you are most looking forward to next week? Not the one I'm at, because that's Duke, Alabama. Oh, <laughs> mercy. Um, yeah, that's not going to go well. Uh, I, I can't wait to watch Auburn, Oregon, for obvious reasons. Best game of the week, weekend. I mean, so much on the line, especially for the Pac-12, if, if Oregon's able to win. I tell you what I'm most excited about is Sunday night. Yes. Oklahoma I agree. is going to be awesome. De'Aaron King against Oklahoma's defense. I and just it's, it's everything you hope to – that is uh, – I think the over-under is 85. I'll, I'll take I, the I legit, over. I honestly might legitimately take the over. It, it's unbelievable because we'll see how much work Alex Grinch has done with that Oklahoma defense. I don't know if he can do it before week one. Well, right. I mean, a lot of that is personnel type yeah. stuff that's going to take a little while to deal with. Derek King, for those who don't know, is a fabulous he quarterback. amazing. If you put him at Oklahoma, he would do similar things to Baker Mayfield and, and, and Kyler Murray. And he's not being coached by Major Applewhite this he's year. He's being coached by is, Dana Holgerson. Which just in and of itself is addition by subtract, subtraction. And then now you have Dana Holgerson in there, so yeah. I can't wait for that. I That one I'm, I'm very excited about. There's another one on Saturday night that I think is sneaky interesting. Fresno State at mm, USC. That's a good call. I want to see USC's offense yeah. because I, I am trying to figure out, are they really going to be an air raid team? And I'll tell you why I'm a little skeptical. Because... They hired Cliff Kingsbury to be the offensive coordinator, and then everyone was stunned. Mm -hmm. No one more than Cliff Kingsbury when the Arizona (laughs) Cardinals offered him that coaching job. So he leaves, and it takes them a month to hire Graham Harrell. Yeah. If you've decided the air raid's your offense. There's plenty of guys. You should have hired Graham Harrell within a day. Yeah. Like, oh, who's the next you know, up and coming air raid coordinator. Well, which quarterback Graham also Harrell. played in that system who was also young and innovative? Oh, there he is. And handsome, too. We'll <laughs> take is. him. I don't, no one's like Cliff, though. Come on. Yeah, of course. He's dreamy. Uh, but yeah, that one I'm excited to see because here's the thing Fresno State has won 23 games the past two years. And they play defense. The year before Jeff Tedford got there, mm-hmm. they won one. Mm-hmm. So they're good. Now they're, they're replacing Marcus McMarion at quarterback, but you're right. They play very good defense. Yep. They won the Mountain West last year. 
USC is going to get tested right out of the gate. And with all the questions surrounding Clay Helton, imagine what the noise will be if Fresno State goes in there and pulls off the upset. uh, It will be quite interesting. It would be – no, no one does dysfunction like USC these days, and that would be that would make a, quite a week going into. They play somebody in week two. That's tough too. That would be Stanford. That would be Stanford. the Cardinal. That's right. Yeah. Oh, their their schedule That'll is go. brutal go for well. the first six. They also weeks. have BYU. They, they also have Washington. They also have Utah. And, at then, Utah. and then a bye week. And, and then, then Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Good luck. Yeah. Gonna be fun. Yeah. Barrett. As ugly as it was tonight. It was college football. It was college football. Actual college football being played. And here's the thing. It was stupid. It was sloppy. It was dumb. It was fun. It was was perfect. And it was everything we hoped it would be. Were we not entertained? We were very entertained. Uh, Laughing at them, not with them sometimes, but still entertaining. No. It was beautiful. Listen, I expect 18 to 22-year-olds to screw up. They screwed up a lot. I screwed up when I was their age. I get it. Thank you for putting yourselves out there, and thank you for being back this is going to be a beautiful season. It is. And we get to eat your feelings a lot, too. Yeah. Well, anytime you want to come on, we can I mean, do eat your feelings. On Sirius XM, too. I remember one time we did an impromptu one because Horowitz dropped. Exactly. <laughs> That's my regular co-host on, on Sirius XM. Yeah. So anytime you you feel like somebody has had a terrible week, you just call me up yeah. and say, I have the restaurant. Let's go. Here's a $100 Let's bill. It. Let's eat your feelings. Barrett Slee, everybody, from CBSSports.com and Sirius XM. We got to run. Eventually, going to kick us out of this coach's box. Uh, I, there's probably another game here in a couple weeks. And that, I've got a flight in about four hours because my son's uh, birthday party is Sunday afternoon. Oh, uh, trip. Your dad's going to make it. I promise. I'm not going to keep him all night. I'll be back on Friday in a subscriber-only show. And remember, we will only be revealing all the secrets to happiness on those Friday subscriber-only shows. So subscribe to The Athletic at theathletic.com slash Staples. That's theathletic.com slash A-N-D-Y-S-T-A-P-L-E-S. It has been a pleasure. Talk to you in a few days.